0: This is Live on Purpose Radio, episode 491. Let's debunk the junk and get to the heart of life's purpose with Paul William Davis. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Paul William Davis. And welcome, Paul. First of all, thank you for having a great name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for, for having me, Paul. Honestly, it's, it's it's great to be here and sharing a message.
0: This will be the Pair of Paul's podcast. And uh, we're going to talk about purpose today. Paul, you've written several books You do trainings and you're a speaker. You're you're passionate about this topic. I know. And I've got some questions that I want to ask you about purpose coming to us from Dublin, Ireland, which is awesome and fantastic. I shared with you before the show, Paul, that my daughter just spent a week driving around your beautiful country. And she was just taken with with the beauty and the, the history and the rich legacy that is there. So I just wanted to make that acknowledgement up front as well. Welcome to Live On Purpose Radio.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, Paul, tell us a little bit uh, as we as we debunk some of the junk, in other words, the myths or mm. the misunderstandings that exist out there around life's purpose. Yeah, You've done some work in this area. Can you just briefly describe to us why this is a topic of interest for you and and how it is that you got into this particular topic
1: um well i suppose for me well it's i'm i'm now 54 so in th- th- this year i'm 54 and it's been a topic that's featured in my life pretty much for all of my life mm. uh, so let me explain that when, when i was growing up In Ireland, there's a bit of folklore around being the seventh son of a seventh. And that folklore is about a child being gifted. So Uh as a child growing up, what I used to do was um, people would come to the house and I would do healings for them. Um, So people would come with with cancer, rheumatism, arthritis, um, all different types of ailments, migraines, you name it. And I would give them a healing and and they'd go away with, with, with a healing. Um, because it actually turned out that I'm the seventh son of a seventh of a seventh. So, and um, that brings a huge amount of folklore, but a lot of what I didn't know growing up was I just assumed that everybody was like me to be quite honest, Paul. Um uh, I just assumed that people could see things the same way as I saw them and all that kind of things. But what I found out much, much later on in life was that um, I would get images and knowings and insights for, for people And a lot of it will be to do with their purpose or something that was going to happen for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And throughout my career, I kind of used it to my advantage in some respects, without really kind of understanding and knowing that. Again, I just assumed everybody else could do it. Um, And what I used to do was I'd I'd go into companies and my responsibility was to turn the company around as quickly as possible from a financial perspective helped them to grow and scale the company because i qualified as an accountant and i studied a lot of business and economics and all the kinds of mm-hmm. things the so mm-hmm. way i came with that profession to, to to a business but a lot of the work that i was doing was seeing for the business owner where they could actually achieve the most and the highest success so what i would do is structure the business in such a way that it was aligned to their individual purpose and um, i didn't use that terminology back then because again it was just. It was you just innate within me. Just, I just knew it, right? Um, and then in 2001, when I set up my own business um, as a business consultant, um, it was aimed at helping small and medium-sized business owners to develop and grow and and scale their businesses. So I've worked with a full range of businesses in all different industry sectors, and from solopreneurs right through to companies wanting to get large-scale funding or to get a listing on the, the Irish Stock Exchange or the Nasdaq. But inherent within that was again me guiding the executives or the owners of the company in relation to what would make them the the highest level of success based on the insights and the knowings and the images that I would get for clients. Now, a lot of that I kept completely confidential, completely secret. um, And it's part of me that I I kept hidden for for quite a lot of number of years, to be quite honest with you, Paul. Um, Mm -hmm. Because the, the ones, the clients that I revealed it to, um, would turn around and say, "Well, Paul, you're just making it up," um, and then lo and behold, maybe six months later on, something that I had said, you know, came true, and um, then they begun to, to to realize actually, no, what I was saying was what was was true. Um, mm. But what I suppose that the logical part within me was trying to figure out, um, well, you know, it, it's there has to be a system, there has to be a process to what I do for clients, so I kind of want to try and break it down. More so, just for myself, from a, a logical perspective, but also in order to find the evidence for my clients. So, therefore, I didn't have to listen to them turn around and say, well, Paul, you're just making it up." So, what I've been doing is is literally building that methodology for for many many years, and a lot of it, I suppose, a lot of the time, I would have sat there at, at, after meetings with clients, and you know, you know, ha- had a meeting with the clients, sat back in my car, and kind of said. I just wished somebody would come along to me and tell me the insights that I'm able to share with my clients right. um, because I wanted to know what my purpose was. And I went on to, for, for many, many years, you know, as I said, like, I'm 54, but you know, somewhere between three or four of those decades were spent trying to find what's my purpose, what, what am I to do? And, but it in, you know, quite a number of years ago um, I had a download which was literally the insight. Well, my purpose is putting people on their purpose, um, and that, so it's what I've been doing all my life. I've been doing it naturally or instinctively or innately. Um, but what I've been working on is, is literally to try and develop that methodology, so therefore I could reach more and more people, but also they could see the evidence in their life to say, actually, no, that makes absolute complete sense. And that's the feedback now I get from clients because yes. It, it's a huge realization for them because many of them have been searching for years. um, And that's where I kind of say that there's a lot of misinformation around purpose and life purpose. Um, And lo and behold, when I have a session with a client and I'm able to reveal for them what the purpose is, um, Mm. now they're able to connect all the dots throughout their whole life and where they've been kind of guided from their unconscious to say, actually, here's what your life purpose is and here's what you're meant to do. Um, and now, what I do is I, I discover that life purpose, and then it's it's about growing and scaling their business around what their life purpose is.
0: It's a little elusive, mm-hmm. and that's so interesting to me because it's kind of like it's kind of like your nose; it's right there on your face, but you can't really see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: unless you look in a mirror and even if you look in a mirror you're seeing a, a mirrored image of it so it's you never get a direct look at it mm-hmm. but other people can look at you and see it just as plain as the nose on your face yeah i i've also had this experience paul as i've worked with people to discover or or become familiar with their purpose in a way that they can actually see it that it's often a sense of, oh, that's what I hoped it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you had that with your clients as well? It's kind of confirmation in some respects. It's in, in I'm not saying all respects, but in some respects for clients, it's a kind of confirmation for them to, uh, yeah, that's what I, as, as you say, I, I hoped it would be or I had an inkling that that's what my life purpose was right. or is to be. Um, but for whatever reasons, you know, fear shows up and so on, and that question, that doubt, starts to to, to come into play, um, and and they don't they, they don't pursue it. So the the what really helps for a lot of people is that validation and that clarity and that um, confidence in saying, look, right. no, this, this is exactly what your life purpose is.
0: Paul, you said something else earlier that caught my attention. That sometimes we assume, well, everybody can do this. Or this yes. is, this is true for everyone. No, it's not.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it, 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 but it comes so naturally to us yeah. that we and don't I, often see the value of it, or or how remarkable it really is. Totally, our totally, true
1: purpose. Yeah, totally agree. Because sometimes when I reveals for for somebody what their purpose is, sometimes they respond by saying, "But I, I do that so naturally. I, I don't. You, you know, you're you're telling me." That I can get paid for doing what I really enjoy doing, and I do. I, I don't even have to work at it, and I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> so we we they're they're saying that we we literally just do. I, I call it your genius, but it, it, we literally do it innately, mm. and we don't have to work at it. And it, it, it's where we get the most absolutely amazing fulfillment from. Um, right. and and but it's it's how society is growing up from the perspective of. You know, we, we, we're taught to have to work hard in order for what we actually need to or, or what we're here to to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily so. It's it's a belief system that we're, we're being given a sense of, well, in order to get what you want, you've got to work hard. So when people feel that, well, actually, they, they can build a life and build a business around something that they naturally do, what people would refer to as being talents or gifts and so on. Um, it, it's, it's part of your genius. It's part of what you can literally innately do. Um, that, they, they find that difficult to get their head around.
0: I think that's one of the mistakes that people make when they're trying to find their life purpose. They, they make these assumptions that it's got to be, you use the, the phrase hard work, right? Yeah. And work is a true principle. I think mm-hmm. of that from a very foundational place that work. I remember um, back in school when I was studying the sciences and in physics, work is the force that is required to transform matter from one state to another. Yeah. It's, it's defined very basically as that, that process. And things don't just pop into being. Mm. Uh, you have to move them there through this process of work, but it doesn't have to be the old traditional thought like you were saying, you know, hard work, let's go out and break some rocks. Well, that would be hard work, but it's not productive. So the productive work, I think, is we align with our purpose, Mm. then it becomes more clear what kind of work is actually going to move that forward in a productive way. Yeah. And it's not necessarily hard work, but it has to be the kind of work that's in alignment with our purpose. And then it doesn't feel hard. It feels very natural.
1: Yeah. It it doesn't feel like work. So where where the phrase would have come from before in terms of, you know, do what you love to do and you never have to work a day in your life. Right. When when you're living life on purpose, that's what it feels like. You're, You're actually getting fulfillment every single day from what it is that you're doing. So therefore, it actually doesn't feel like work. So when people talk about work-life balance, I I approach it slightly differently because I could absolutely fill my whole day doing what I absolutely love to do, which is putting people on their purpose. Yeah. And you you finish the day, you don't finish exhausted. You actually finish being more energized, exhilarated, what it is that you're doing, and you're absolutely in the zone and what people would refer to as being in flow. You're absolutely in that zone of working with the client at that moment in time. And there's no concept of time and space. I did a little bit of
0: work with Dan Sullivan.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, He's he's known as the strategic coach. And what you're saying is resonating so much with some things that I'd heard from from Dan about how you can tell when you're Mm -hmm. on target, when you're, you're honing in on it, when we meet four criteria, and let's see if these resonate with you, Paul, because it sounds mm-hmm. like they do. Number one, you love it. Yeah. You you have a passion or a drive for it. It's just, it lights you up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if what you're doing in your work isn't something that you love, you're probably not completely aligned with your purpose. Great. Would that be fair so far? Yeah, agreed. And then, so the other four, I'll give you all four, and then you can just run with it, wherever you want to go with this. You're passionate about, that's the first one. Number two, you have an exceptional skill or ability or proclivity Mm -hmm. to do that thing. Okay? So, like we were talking about earlier, you know, some things will just come very naturally to you and you'll think, what's the big deal when other people are looking at you and thinking, how does he do that?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exceptional skill. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third one is that it adds energy to your life. Yeah. And you know how some things just drain you. And, Paul, Mm -hmm. you're talking about when you're on purpose. Mm -hmm. You can spend your entire day just engaged fully in this thing. And you go home feeling pumped. Yeah. Like energized. Okay. So it adds energy to your life. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is that you seek constant improvement. Yeah. You're always looking for that next level. How do I expand this? How do I grow it? How do I improve it?
1: Yeah.
0: And, and you know, for- they never, never stop doing that. For Dan Sullivan, he said, "When when you meet those four criteria, you know you're honing in on your purpose." How does that resonate with you, Paul? In the way that you're,
1: it, it absolutely resonates. Here's one thing that I for for, for our listeners, and um, because people when when they try and find what their purpose is, and mm-hmm. they read a lot of books or they they go online trying to find what, what what's my life purpose, right? What what they'll typically find is well, find what you're passionate about. And therefore, that's going to help. So, in relation to those four pillars, um, people misunderstand or misinterpret passion for something that's actually going to give them fulfillment. So, let, let, me, let me explain that a little ah.
0: bit.
1: It's really going to be it's, it's one of those nuggets for, for, for individuals. So, mm-hmm. the origin of the word passion comes from the Latin word pati, which is to suffer. So if anybody's been brought up as a Christian, for example, and we're literally right on on the cusp of uh, what's referred to as Easter week here in in Christianity, which is the suffering of Christ, is the passion of Christ, which is the suffering of Christ, where he was persecuted and crucified and died. So when people are trying to find what their passion is, (laughs) clearly the origin of our passion is suffer. So that's one thing. But here's the difference. There's a lot of things that I'm passionate about. So we spoke earlier on in relation to, I love trying every single different type of aircraft in order to experience what it's like flying in different types of aircraft. And as I said, I have jumped out of aircraft, I've flown gliders and helicopters and so on. And that's something that I'm passionate about. I'm just back from a a ski holiday. It's something I'm passionate about. I love skiing. I'm passionate about horse riding. That's something I'm passionate about. The difference with something that you're passionate about is something that's short term, meaning it's transient. Mm-hmm. what people are looking for and what they're searching for and what, what they the exercise that, that people look for in relation to try and find what purpose is they like try and identify what it is that they're passionate about but what they end up doing is they end up doing what it is that they're passionate about in my examples for example um, aviation or horse riding or skiing or whatever might be now could it turn a business around those absolutely could but it's going to be short term it's going to be transient and that's the difference so what, what people end up doing is they, they build a career or build a business around the things that they're passionate about. But then it comes maybe six months down the road or two years down the road. And now they've started to lose that passion or that drive for what they were doing. What people are really, yeah. really innately looking for is fulfillment. Fulfillment gives you exactly what people are looking for in terms of passion meaning it gives you that sense of joy, that sense of excitement. You want to get out of bed in the morning in order to get that piece of fulfillment. So it's, 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 it's that fulfillment that, that... So as I said, when you finish the end of the day and you've been going for 20 hours, literally doing what it is that's on your purpose, you you finish those 20 hours feeling energized because you're being fulfilled. You're being filled up. Right. And that's the difference. So where people try and find what they're passionate about, it's not going to lead them to what your purpose is. you got to find what, it's actually what's going to give you fulfillment. And then that's going to lead you to your purpose. Hmm. There's, I a love that. That I, there's a whole lot of myths that I, I break down. Uh, well, and <laughs> you've,
0: you've just brought something up that I think we overlook a lot. and And it has to do with that core meaning of the word passion. Mm-hmm. And it has something to do with suffering. Yeah. And it occurred to me as you were talking, Paul, that whatever it is that we are trading our life for, and, and I ask people this, what would you give your life for? Hmm. Well, whatever you're doing, you're giving your life for. So as long as it's a good trade, if you're trading up, see, you're yeah. willing to suffer in exchange for what? Yeah. And, and if we're trading up, then whatever it is that we're passionate about, we're willing to suffer for because it brings with it so much meaning and uh, impact on the lives of other people. If that's part of your purpose, you know, this this is something that uh, is sustainable now because you're always trading up. That's kind of where my brain went with that as you were talking about the suffering.
1: Just just to tease that one out, because what you got to do is that's where the work comes into play in uh-huh. order to deliver on what you're doing. So it requires effort. That's right. the sacrifice, that's the suffering. So even though you will be working on your purpose and you know you're 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 literally in the moment of delivering on your purpose, there's still work involved in delivering on your purpose. Because there's time, there's yes. effort, there's energy being exerted in order to actually deliver on your purpose. So that's where the suffering part comes from. That's where, go back to to the science and the physics, that's where the effort is required in order to work on your purpose. But suppose the the way I describe it for clients is that if you can imagine that you've got three buckets sitting in front of you, and those buckets represent what I call one of your genius, genius drivers. It's those genius drivers that gives you fulfillment. So imagine if you've got those three buckets in front of you, what a lot of people, so every single individual has those unique individual genius drivers for themselves. It's those genius drivers that gives you that fulfillment. What a lot of people end up doing throughout their career and throughout their business is not filling those buckets. So therefore, they get to a point whereby they're saying to themselves, "I'm at I'm at a crossroads. I don't really enjoy what I'm doing anymore. I I don't. They're on a the hamster wheel, or they or they, they feel like every day is like Groundhog Day." And they actually start asking the kinds of question, what's the point of what I'm doing? All I'm doing is paying the bills. I'm on this treadmill. And therefore, that's literally the, the symptoms for them to realize, actually, they're not on their purpose because they're not getting to fulfillment from what they're doing. So when you start to yes. fill each one of those buckets, now that's where you're getting fulfillment.
0: You'll know that you're on track. When, when you meet those criteria that we talked about, you know, as I was referring to Dan Sullivan, you're saying the same thing. You'll know you're not on your true purpose if you're not feeling or experiencing that fulfillment. Yeah. Because it will come with a sense of fulfillment. I think that's because, Paul, we all have a purpose.
1: Every single individual has a unique purpose. Absolutely. Every single individual.
0: And, and we as become. we fulfill that purpose, the, the natural consequence of that is feeling fulfillment yeah. because we're on purpose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there, there, there's four elements that when, when I'm working with an individual to, to discover what their purpose is, there's four elements that make up a purpose as in an individual's life purpose. They're what I call your genius drivers, which is that's what gives you fulfillment. There's your genius quest, and that's what you are to do. Because a lot of people search online, again, and they, and they kind of say, they, they come across, for example, the, the Japanese concept Ikigai. And uh-huh. for people that are familiar with it's it's a lot of little different circles and are all overlapping and so on. And it's all about, you know, what do you love to do? What are people willing to pay for? And so, on. so it's all different circles. And people can fill all of the circles except for one. And the one circle that they cannot fulfill or they cannot fill out is what their mission is, meaning what are they to do? And every single individual that's looking to find out what their life purpose is, they're trying to figure out what they are to do. So -hmm. your genius quest gives you what you're to do. And other people talk about, you know, we'll find your why. And if you find your why, well then that's going to give you the inspiration, the meaning to do what it is that you're to do. However, what people are doing is they're trying to work out their why consciously, meaning using their conscious mind. But your why never, ever, ever comes from your conscious mind. And also, they're trying to figure out based on what they're currently doing. So they could be in a career or a business doing something, and they're trying to apply a why to what they're currently doing. Because the premise of finding your why is why do you do what you're doing? (laughs) And what they're currently doing may not be what they're supposed to be doing in line with their purpose. So their why is never going to be right in the first place. Your why comes from your unconscious just as much as all the other aspects. Your genius drivers, your genius question, your genius inspiration, what I call your genius inspiration, each one of those comes from your unconscious. And the fourth piece is your genius role. Because out of all the clients I've worked with over the years, I've identified 10 different genius roles. And an individual will play one of those roles throughout their whole life. And it's that role that they play in it's it's inbuilt within them. It's in age. They don't have to work at it, they don't have to go to college, they don't have to develop any skills in, in relation to in that particular role. They literally, they do it naturally. But because they do it naturally, as what we discussed earlier on, they don't see it. They literally don't see it. But the absolute perfection of the universe is absolutely phenomenal. And it blows my mind every single time I bring somebody through a discovery on, on their life purpose. Because their genius role matches their genius quest. And their genius quest matches their genius inspiration. And it feeds back into their genius drivers. So all those four elements are always interlinked. And it's, it's a reinforcement to say, actually, okay, no, every single aspect is, is, is correct. It's how, it honestly, it's so amazing how the universe works so perfectly yeah. in order for somebody to deliver and fulfill what their true unique life purpose is. It's it's amazing every single time.
0: Astounding, amazing, astonishing. There are so many adjectives that we could apply to that. And I yeah. agree with you 100%. Paul, you've created some resources for people to, to actually track that and to get on purpose, finding their life purpose, discovering it. Uh, your website, let me make sure I've got this right, paulwilliamdavis.com.
1: Yeah, that's correct. You're
0: spelled the way you would guess to spell it. <laughs> paulwilliamdavis.com. You've got some resources there on your website, including a community that you've put together. You've got... Um, uh, I think a free download there. Um tell us what people will find when they go there.
1: If they go to the website, they will they'll find an ebook, they'll find um a, a podcast, it's a solo podcast and I teach um all the different aspects in relation to, to personal mastery on, on the actual podcast itself. There's a community whereby we, we all come together um and there's different areas within the community, it's a free community to join. Um and it means then that we're everybody that's there is on a mission to fulfill what their purpose is. And then there, there, there's different areas within within the community itself, whereby I go through weekly live training with them and Q&A. And it's all about personal mastery as well as business mastery. So it's all about basically aligning. Mm. Once you find what your purpose is, it's now aligning what your purpose is to your business. Um, awesome. And then there's, there's, there's an area where, where I cover, which I, I call it the pilot's manual because I use a lot of aviation terms. <laughs> the, the pilot's manual is yeah. what I call those four elements that, that, Identifies what your life purpose is.
0: Wonderful. Once again, folks, the website, paulwilliamdavis.com. That's where you can connect with our guest today. Paul, thank you so much for joining us here at Live on Purpose Radio. It's
1: been great to be here. Thank you so much, Paul.
0: Folks, you've heard it from Paul, the pair of Pauls today on the podcast. It's time now for all of us to go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.